This is Salt and Spine. Hi there, Brian Hogan-Stewart, host of Salt and Spine here. We've got a mini bonus episode for you today. Really excited about this. It's a chat with our friend Paula Forbes, editor of Stained Page News, the newsletter on all things cookbooks. Make sure you subscribe to Stained Page News on Substack if you love cookbooks. Now, we called up Paula to talk about fall cookbooks. We wanted to hear what themes she was seeing, what books we should be watching, and just get a little bit of an overview of the fall 2021 crop of cookbooks. So really excited for this chat. I did want to mention that today's episode, like all of our episodes this month, is brought to you by Chronicle Books. Uh, Hear more about Chronicle Books from our producer, Clea Worster, at the end of this episode. But Salt and Spine listeners get 25% off Chronicle Books through the end of the year, you can use the code SALT25, that's S-A-L-T-2-5, to get 25% off with free ground shipping on orders over $25 at chroniclebooks.com. So let's jump right into our chat with Paula Forbes, editor of Stain Page News, talking about fall 2021 cookbooks. Hi, Paula. Thank you so much for joining us on Salt and Spine again. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yes, it is always great to chat with you. Um, and I'm I'm glad you took a vacation. I know you took a vacation recently, but that you're back and your wonderful newsletter, Substack newsletter, Stain Page News, the best resource for people interested in cookbooks is back because I am I missed you while you were away and not publishing. Um, and we're thrilled to have you on to talk about your fall cookbook previews and lists and just to get a sense of what people can expect from cookbook world this fall. So I thought maybe I'd start just by opening up to you and sharing what you're seeing in terms of cookbook um, trends this year, and in particular, if there's anything that you've noticed that the pandemic has shifted or or prompted as a result of this time that we've been living through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's funny because the cookbook publishing cycle is so slow, right, that... Um, right. Books that are coming out this fall were pu- were pitched and um, you know purchased by publishers anywhere from a year on the extremely short end to two three plus years. We do have one cookbook coming out this fall that's literally about cooking during the pandemic, which is Rachel Ray's "This Must Be the Place." But more yeah. loosely, I'm seeing a trend in uh, pantry cooking. This idea that like cooking with what you have on hand. And I think that that, if not directly influenced by the pandemic, is definitely resonating with everyone who's been stuck in their house cooking for, you know, however many months it's been. So in that vein, we have uh, Otolenghi, Yoram Otolenghi's Test Kitchen um, over the pandemic launched a series of videos on Instagram and things. And those were popular enough that they're launching a book series based on them. The first one of which is called Shelf Love. And so that's mm-hmm. exactly what it sounds like. It's, um, you know, cooking, cooking with things that you have on your shelf. Similarly, we have, uh, Tenoria Skew, who's a, ma- a master chef person, um, who wrote a book called Staples Plus Five, um, which again is like 100 simple recipes to make the most of your pantry. So it's about, you know, making the most of these things that, are shelf stable, are canned and dried, and um, you know, making really spectacular meals out of them. And then we have uh, David Chang's new cookbook that's coming out um, that is a little bit less specifically about pantry cooking, but is about 
you know, the subtitle of the book, it's called Cooking at Home or How I Learned to Stop Worrying About Recipes and Love My Microwave. So it's very much, I think, um, a more practical guide than we're used to seeing from Chang, who's, you know, famous for his restaurants. Uh, so, so right. you can expect a lot more of that sort of relying on what's on hand, um, than we've seen from his previous, uh, writing about recipes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, and do you think that's a shift? It's interesting to me because I think back to like right when the pandemic started and there were a few books that like I remember Joe Yonan's like Cool Beans book was all about like beans and then suddenly everyone was making beans. And of course, he had no idea that we would be in this global pandemic. So I know that that's partially attributed to the pandemic. But is that like a shift you think more generally towards just like people want to cook with what they have and be resourceful and conscious of budget and all of that? Yeah, so I think there are two bigger trends that that's coming out of. I think I think that people are um, more interested in practical cooking. Um, I think that there there's a movement towards I want to eat good food, but I don't want to make myself totally insane trying to make good food. Um, so you know that's that's where you see things that are focused more on practical cooking, right? Um, I think that Joe's book in particular comes out of you know, a, a trend we've seen over the past three, four, five years of I want to eat healthier and maybe I want to eat less meat, but I want it to be nutritious and delicious and fun too. Sure. So, so I think that, I think that some of these books are extensions of those trends, um, that just sort of hit differently <laughs> because of the yeah. pandemic. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that, um, food cookbooks were moving in this direction anyway. How about in the international space? Because I know that's that's a big space in the cookbook world. Um, and you, in your list this year, introduced maybe not a new category, but like you called a, a category of books this year foodways to talk about international and regional books. Can you talk a little bit about what you're seeing in that realm? Sure. Yeah. Um, so the reason I mean I've called this category different things over the years, and publishers have called this category different things over the years. You know, it was probably ethnic. Mm-hmm a long time ago. And then I yeah. called it international for a while. And then it was international and regional. And due to a bunch of different factors, um, mostly just that this category is getting better and better and exploring more and more granular topics, th- those geographically tied titles didn't make sense anymore. Because what we're talking about are books about cultural traditions, cultural culinary traditions that are not necessarily tied to a geographic place. So two examples coming out this fall are Bryant Terry's Black Food. And then the other one is New Native Kitchen um, by, I'm going to get this name incorrect, Freddie Bitsoy and James O'Freoli. And and those are two books that are looking at food traditions that have moved with the people who cook them and and how they are impacted by that movement and how um they re- and what they retain as they as they the, these cooks and their traditions move throughout the world so calling it international or calling it regional cookbooks didn't make sense anymore because it's not about the place the thing is cooked it's about who's doing the cooking sure. so i called it foodways because that just seemed like that's the academic term that, you know, talks about the culture of food and cooking. Um, 
And it just felt like a more accurate and um, frankly, more interesting category to me. I think there's a lot more room for playing with concepts within the idea of food ways. So yeah, I am looking forward to what other books pop up in, in this genre. Yeah. And, and in your roundup, you describe uh, black food, Bryant Terry's new book is you say, this is the book, the big fall 2021 book, you're calling it now. And in that vein, he also is head of a new um, publishing arm. So do you do you think that like this food waste space is a, a place that like publishers are really putting more attention to, to be conscious about like how books are presented and what, you know, some of those things you touched on, like what the scope is, and that it's not just like an international cookbook, but it's really a lot deeper or broader, depending uh, than that. Yeah, I think, I think that, you know, one of the reasons that I think that that is the major title, um, of fall is that, you know, it's, it's not just Brian Terry. Um, he hasn't edited by credit on that. It's tons of different chefs and artists and writers and people from all over the world came together to make that book. Um, and you know, right. you don't launch an imprint without something spectacular to kick it off, I think. So I, I think that that, on top of which also I think that it's just has the has the opportunity to be just the the premier work on this topic. Um, so I think for all of those reasons combined that that book is just one of the most exciting titles we've seen in years. I, I hope that I think I think that his imprint in particular is a great opportunity for you know, less uh, traditionally represented voices to be published. Um, but I also think that, you know, it gives opportunity for exactly what you said of, you know, going broader in some regards and, and more creatively interpreting different topics and also going deeper in others, you know, um, choosing more specific topics to give longer attention to, longer books to. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a, a really... I don't know, unique opportunity right now. Um, and I can't wait to see what he does with it. Yeah. How about there's another big trend from the from the pandemic, uh, which is we're all spending more time on TikTok. And <laughs> I know there's a few TikTok books, one or more of which I know made it into your roundups for the fall. Can you talk about that? Because it's so interesting is that, you know, that's kind of a new channel for people who are food creators, food content creators to be discovered. And, you know, they're getting deals now. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I think, I think that the, the big, the best example of that, um, from this fall is Poppy O'Toole, who is, was a London chef who got laid off actually because of the pandemic. Um, so she yeah. just started posting to TikTok and, um, is like a total natural at it. She, you know, the, a lot of the recipes she's sharing are sort of, um, these like, here's why the food you cook at a restaurant tastes so good. Like here's how to, here are some like sort of basic restaurant tips to make your food at home taste, you know, more, more zhuzhed up like it would at a restaurant. Um, but she's just so good in front of the camera that she built this huge following. So she has a book coming out this fall. I think it might already be out actually now that I say that. Nope. November. Okay. Almost. That, almost. Yes. <laughs> um, and then we have, uh, Tabitha Brown, who is, who does vegan food and also kind of an inspirational vibe to her videos. She has a two book deal. Um, the second of which is a cookbook 
it's not um, out yet. The first book is sort of like an inspirational slash memoir book, but um, the second book will be a cookbook. And I think that's next year okay. or the year after. But then we have also the Korean vegan, mm-hmm. which is another uh, TikTok success story. Um, Joanne Lee Molinaro, um, you know, just like makes over the Korean dishes that she loves as you know, so they're compliant with a vegan diet and uh, that took off because, you know, people who eat vegan want to eat Korean food. <laughs> so yeah, those are three <laughs> examples of the TikTok books coming. Yeah. A, a, a new subgenre that's really interesting to watch um, take off. Mm-hmm. Anything that really just surprised you this year? Anything that you're like, wasn't expecting to see that book or like anything that just was really unique and interesting as you were building your, your roundups? Hmm. I think we're in an interesting place with cookbooks right now. I think like we're seeing a lot less, you know, with some major names like Yerma Delenghi and David Chang aside, we're seeing a lot fewer of like the big famous chef restaurant books and a lot more nuanced, uh, deep dives, more granular things. I've been, I've been talking for years about how cookbooks um, have been focused, not just on say the food of China, but a region or a city, and and right. that trend continues. Um, we've got a few books coming out this fall that are about uh, like the Istrian uh, Peninsula, for example, which is sort of at the border of Italy, Slovenia, and Croatia. We've got uh, books coming out that are about uh, Liguria, the region in Italy that has not really been covered in English. So we have books coming out that are about regions, but m- more interesting and new to this year is that I'm seeing a lot more cookbooks that are international, but going deep on topics. So for example, we have uh, Mooncakes and Milk Bread by Christina Cho, which is about the baking right. traditions of Chinese bakeries. We have a book coming out called Advent by Anya Dunk. Um, that's uh, very specifically German Christmas baking. Uh We have The Way of the Cocktail, which is a Japanese cocktail book by Julia Momose, who's a bartender in Chicago. So so we have these books that are going more granular, not just on the you know geographic location, but also the topic. I think we'll see more of that going forward too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, any other books you want to highlight or anything else we should keep on our radar as we're building our personal book lists for this fall? Oh my gosh. Um, you know, I'm just like starting to get <laughs> my feet <laughs> wet. They're all just starting to come in this fall. Um Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I continue to be excited about um, the Let's Eat series, which... I'm oh, yeah, from Francois yes. Gaudry. Yes, I love those books. They're just like, I don't know, they're just like really fun, dynamic, sort of, I, I've described them in the past as kind of zany, which is unfair to the designers. They're very polished. Um, but it's, uh, you know, they're just like a grab bag of like everything fun and energetic you can think of about Italian cooking as previous one was about France. Um, so that one I'm excited about. What else am I excited about? Oh, Italian American by the folks behind Don Angie, I think is, uh, in New York city, the restaurant. I just love Italian American food. So I'm never going to not be excited for that kind of thing. Um, oh, and then, uh, Joshua McFadden's Greens for Every Season, the follow-up to 
the super course. popular six seasons. Um, I think a lot of people have been very excited for this book for a long time and hopefully lives up to the hype. Yeah, people, I think, are eager for that one, for sure. <laughs> um, you know what I just realized that I, I didn't mention when we were scheduling our chat, but um, the Bon Appetit trend continues, too. We're seeing oh, lots mm-hmm. of folks who have left the test kitchen, or some who are still there, but lots of those folks getting books that are coming this fall. You know, Brad Leone has a book. I know Carla Music has another one coming. Mm-hmm. But... Um, also some folks getting some for future years, like I saw Rick. So that's, that's really interesting that, you know, that implosion happened and they're, they're still, you know, getting solid book deals. Yeah. I mean, I think that shows you that, you know, people were interested in those videos for the, the individuals maybe more than uh, for the uh, milieu right. that they were set in. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes yeah but yeah, yeah. I'm excited the personalities for work for mm-hmm. themselves yeah well it was so great to chat with you as always paula and to get some recommendations and to get a, an overview of what we can expect for all of the cookbook lovers this fall and we're looking forward to talking to you again soon today's show is sponsored by chronicle books I'm Clea Worcester, Salt and Spine producer, and Chronicle Books is the first place I go when I'm looking for a gift for someone. They publish a wide variety of cookbooks, so I know that I'll find something for anyone on my list. From Julia Tertian's Small Victories to Yodam Odalenghi's Plenty, there's something for everyone, including me. For over 50 years, Chronicle has been partnering with recipe developers, chefs, and organizations that represent the diversity of our world to create distinctive, design-forward products inspired by the enduring magic of books and by sparking the passions of others. Chronicle books are sold not just in bookstores. You'll find their telltale spectacles on store shelves of all kinds all over the world and at chroniclebooks.com. And we have a special promotion just for Salt and Spine listeners. You can use promo code SALT25 to receive 25% off of your orders with free ground shipping on orders over $25 through the end of 2021. Once you start looking for Chronicle books, you can't miss them. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Ben Holderness. We host the Holderness Family Podcast every Tuesday. You may know us from the silly videos that we make online. Or a book about marriage called Everybody Fights. Or as winners of season 33 of The Amazing Race. Still can't believe that happened. Listen, we do a lot of stuff, but our podcast is our most favorite thing. Yeah, because every week we get to sit down face-to-face, talk to each other about marriage, family, mental health, or just anything that we want to know more about. Sometimes we have expert interviews, sometimes it's just us, but our goal is to bring some joy and laughter into your life every week. Our other goal is that maybe you will learn something as well. Right. So search the Holderness Family Podcast and check out our most recent episodes. We have one about staying organized with creators of the Home Edit. And one about being diagnosed with ADHD as an adult. We hope you'll join us. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>